Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Podcast for the Game Week 4 review. Today, we'll be discussing some problems at Palace, Leeds marching on to a brilliant result at home to Man City, and some absolute FPL carnage on a monumental Sunday. First of all, though, we've got to introduce the guests. Same as usual, we've got a, uh, my right-hand man in the Esports Live commentary box, Elliot Craig. How are we, Elliot, mate? I'm brilliant, thank you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, top class. We've got the FPL addicts guru himself. It's Matt. How you going, Ollie? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, very well, thanks. I think we found a man who's potentially a worse manager than Ollie going to Solskjaer. It's hard feet. <laughs> I think we've got one. It's Jack Gillibrand from the Esports Live sector. How are we? I'm okay, Ollie. Thank you for the intro. Um, please don't ever introduce me like that ever again. Thank you. I think I might be getting my P45. If I <laughs> Not all good, mate. Glad to be back. And how are we doing, boys? Of course, we will just quickly go through some of those results. I touched on some problems at Crystal Palace. They were exacerbated by a 4-0 defeat at Stamford Bridge to open up Saturday. Everton 4, Brighton 2 at Goodison Park with a six-goal thriller there in Liverpool. Leeds 1, Man City 1, a great result for the Yorkshire side. Rodrigo getting his first goal in all white and Raheem Sterling getting one for the citizens. Newcastle three, Burnley one. Great result for me as a Rovers fan, especially to soften the blow of a nil-nil draw at home to Cardiff. The result to open up the Sunday was an interesting one. West Ham travelling down from London to the Midlands and smashing Leicester 3-0 at home. Southampton 2-0 up against West Brom. They won there. Oriol Romeo with an absolutely stunning volley, his first goal in absolutely ages. Arsenal held off a, stub- a stubborn Sheffield United to win 2-1 at the Emirates. Wolves won, Fulham nil. Goal from Pedro Neto separated the sides there. And we get to the two mental results of the weekend. Man City won, Spurs six. We have found the manager uh, manager worse than Jack. It is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He's got more problems than Jack has to contend with. And that's crazy to even say. Kane, Son, Aurea and Ombele getting the goals there. And then the most mental result of the weekend. Villa seven, Liverpool two. Mental to even say. And for more on those results, Elliot, please elaborate. Thank you, Ollie. It was definitely an interesting game week in the Premier League, to say the least. There was 41 goals scored, one hat-trick, six braces, four teams were able to keep a clean sheet. But enough of that. Here's my top three results of game week four. My first top result of game week four with a little bit of controversy. I'm going to say it now. I haven't chosen Man City leads. I've chosen West Ham Three, Leicester City nil. The Foxes came into game week four on top form after a massive away thrashing and win at the Etihad in game week three. However, despite the absence of David Moyes in the Irons dugout, West Ham sat back and defended well for most of the game and were able to catch Brendan Rodgers' side out on a counter. They successfully counted three times with goals from Mikel Antonio, Pablo Fornals and a third goal in two games for star man Jared Bowen. My second top result of game week four to Jack's despair and Matt's delight was Tottenham six, Manchester United one. After both sides had late VAR calls that dictated their game week three, Spurs travelled up north to face an inconsistent Man United side who were yet to start kicking to their post-lockdown form last season. Bruno Fernandes got Man United off the mark with a quick penalty. However, Spurs reacted rapidly with two quick-fire goals, one from Tangai and Dombele and another from Heung-Min Son, who not many people thought was 
going to play, but we'll speak more on that later. A controversial red card decision then saw Anthony Martial dismissed early with Eric Lamella lucky to escape the same fate. Spurs took a 4-1 lead into half-time with two more goals, one from Harry Kane and another from Son. Mourinho's men then came out in the second half able to score two goals for Philin, uh, one from Philin right back Serge Aurier and a second from Harry Kane, which ended this, the game 6-1 to Tottenham Hotspur. And my third, final and most shocking result of game week four, the Reds travelled to Villa Park for the final game of match week four to face an inform Aston Villa side who are even more informed now after a crushing 7-2 win for Dean Smith's side. A first Premier League goal and hat-trick for Ollie Watkins, which if you're listening, James, I know you'll absolutely be delighted with that. A debut goal for Chelsea Loney, Ross Barkley and a goal for Scotsman John McGinn, followed by a brace from Jack Grealish, who also got three assists, capped off Villa's seven goals. And then a brace for Liverpool from Mohamed Salah, soften the blow for them however it was still an embarrassing 7-2 loss at Villa Park so there it is that's my top three results of game week four so now we've introduced the guests and we've come to the time of the week where we see whether they can cut the mustard to see how they went on in game week four and if they're looking forward to upcoming international break so Elliot we'll start with you how did you get on this last game week well, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, mate, but I scored 92 points. It's, it's my highest, not not ever. I think about 94 before in previous years, but it's definitely my highest this season so far. Most things went right for me. Obviously, um, Southampton getting a clean sheet, just it was brilliant. Nine points for McCarthy because he got bonus as well. Walker Peters on five. That didn't affect me too much. Van Dyke with a minus two and Trent with a minus one. Yeah, what more can you do? Less said about that game, the better, I think, for Liverpool fans and for my fantasy team mostly as well. James Justin didn't do anything for me, but it was either him or Mitchell. And Mitchell obviously conceded four, so I, I did choose right out of the two poor options there. James with 18, two goals for him. That was brilliant for me. Salah was my captain, which um, I was up during the game and I was a bit worried when um, Villa started scoring, but Salah managed to get himself two. So that was all right for me. Bruno Fernandes, who was transferred in for Heung-Min Son because I wasn't sure if he was going to play. Son obviously did play, scored twice. I think he assisted as well. But, you know, Bruno Fernandes scored, so it's not the worst. And then Sam Maximan, who I've stuck with all year, finally, finally gave me a return. A goal and an assist for him, got him 12 points. 16 for Harry Kane after his brace at Old Trafford. And then Jimenez, who um, I transferred in two game weeks ago, just hasn't been able to get firing for me, unfortunately. So I'm hoping this week's the week. But, you know, patience is key is what everyone's always saying. So hopefully he can get firing. But that is how my game week went. Absolutely mental score. That's the, that's all you can say about that. 90 plus, you're in you're in chart, uncharted waters. That's absolutely mental. Now for the guru, did you somehow manage to outscore him? Well, I didn't outscore Elliot, but what I will say is last week I took quite a bit of a uh, bit of stick on the uh, on the podcast last week from from you boys for you know my 41 points and you know I did try to tell everyone fantasy league isn't one in a week, so I'm very happy with my score this week. 83 points. Um, did my transfer five minutes before the deadline this week. So I had uh, Yellow on St. Maximin, Richarlison and Son were all injury doubts, but I stuck with them and then scored well above the average. 
Son was the most transferred out player in Fantasy League this week, and I stuck with him. You know, Jose Mourinho's mind games. Um, you know, we've we've heard him use these types of games in the past at previous clubs, so he never quite ruled Son out. So I thought I've got to stick with him, and he ends up within 18 points. Sent Maximum, same as uh, Elliot, kept hold of him, 12 points. Sterling, who I raved about last week, he gets himself a goal. Not a bad captain shout. Salah, Havertz got me an assist. Uh, looking at my defence, Samedo was who I rang in for Ben Davies. Ben Davies did get a uh, assist in the end, but Samedo come out with a couple more points. So he let down by Alexander-Arnold, Justin with a token point. Mitchell coming off my bench for Doherty, who didn't actually start. And then McCarthy would man the match. Um, Rich Allison was a letdown. He was one I was going to take a minus four hit for. But he did start the game and then unfortunately come off injured after 27 minutes. But, yeah, look, I can't complain at all with the way this game week went, considering, you know, everyone did doubt me last week. So, yeah, very happy. Nobody doubted you, surely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've certainly proven them all wrong. Matt, just one thing I quickly would say on your team, before we move on to Jack. Um, obviously, the international break is going to help you with all that yellow you're seeing. Does that worry you heading forward? No, nah, look, it, it, after what happened at this game week, where I had the three uh, injury doubts, is, you know, I'm not, not probably as worried as I thought I would be. Um, and I've got Brewster to come in. So Brewster I've had since the start, four and a half mil, and he got the move to Sheffield United on Friday. So they've got Fulham at home next as well. So... Um, you know, if I do end up having an injury to say Rich Allison, I'll bring Brewster in there, and then I'll probably use my, uh, you know, transfer on either Sterling or Set Maximum if they do end up getting uh, getting ruled out. So now I'm not too worried, especially with, uh, you know, the likes of Doherty could potentially play after the restart again. So I've got a couple of options there now, so I'm not I'm not too worried. Has, has Brewster's price increased since his move, or has he remained the same? Stayed the same, hasn't he? Take a look. Still 4.5, so he's got low, low ownership as well. And Fulham at home next, so yeah. I've I've, uh, I've got a bit of luck with that move. I think I think yeah, that's going to benefit a lot of people if you had him from the start. But um, a bit of red and, and even a five in the after yard there as well for Sheffield United. But a good move, I think, for Brewster. I think they've overpaid, but we'll have to wait and see if he can prove those doubts is wrong. Now, Jack, over to you. How did you fare this game week? Well, for being the uh, the worst manager in the world, um, I came out with 68 points this week, which was uh, 20 above the average. Um, obviously, last week, my main aim was to get above that average and um, you know, I think I nearly doubled my score. Um, I did take a minus four hit due to a couple of issues during the week. Um, I was very excited to get Mane in uh, for Aubameyang uh, going, into the, going into the game week, made the transfer and I was kind of leaving my squad as it was. And obviously, then he got hit with the uh, the COVID nineteen, um, and so he, he had to take these uh, two weeks out. Unfortunately, so I was a bit devastated, and I had to make the decision whether to leave it or take the hit. Um, and I kind of went with the guru's advice and brought Sterling in. Um, you know, he's one of his form picks, uh, one of his picks for for the going into the game week. So I picked him, and then I was a bit indecisive about choosing the captain. I did go with De Bruyne in the end. Um, Sterling would have obviously got me over and, and double got my points uh, and kept me got those uh, increase on the 68. As you can see, obviously McCarthy carried it from the back. My back four offered me absolutely nothing. Uh, James, I missed. Um, in, you know, he he he's been dropped out now, and um, I didn't really have anyone else to bring in. So 
My midfield, luckily, with Grealish, absolutely on fire. Um, he got the, obviously the 24 points, Salah with the 13 um, in that in that game, uh, assists and goals between them. So that's really what bumped me up this week. And Calvert Lewin back in again. Um, quite happy. I, I kind of changed him instead of Martial because he obviously had a nightmare over the weekend. So two weeks with him has been going good. Um, so yeah, 68. Happy with that. Back in the top 100 in the mini league. Uh, I'm coming. I'm coming for you, boys. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll be waiting a while for you, mate. <laughs> Um, now over to me actually for all the talk I've been dishing out I actually scored 10 points below Jack I had 58 <laughs> take, <laughs> take, take a piece of that yeah <laughs> maybe a bit humble pie there but if you'd have yeah. offered me if you'd offered me seven, uh, 58 at the conclusion of the Arsenal Sheffield United game I'd have taken that hands down because I had an absolutely shocking start to the game week obviously McCarthy from the back was brilliant in Southampton's result um, obviously the early goal really uh, scuppered my plans for a double clean sheet for Leicester. Tariq Lamptey, again, not great, conceding four to Everton. Walker Peters, he was decent. Um, definitely an option to keep hold of, especially with that green coming up for the Saints. John Egan, um, they got to an hour and you know they defended quite well and I thought they might keep clean sheet, but a couple of goals obviously um, got rid of those plans. De Bruyne blanked again. He's on the chopping block for me. I don't know if I can, can get rid of him because I know he's probably going to fire the next week, but He's one I'm going to have to think about for sure. Um, obviously took the hit for Son to Fernandez. Son, obviously, as we all know, started and absolutely smashed Man United to pieces. But Bruno Fernandez got himself an early penalty, so that softened the blow a little bit. Mohamed Salah um, was the only real shining light for Liverpool in their 7-2, humbling at the hands of Aston Villa. Um, I was the only one in the top 20 in the league to captain Danny Ings, I thought, against a very frail West Brom defence. He'd fire. He blanked, of course, and that really held my score back. And his strike partner, Harry Kane, I've had since the start of the season. Fired on all cylinders. It's his second haul above 15 this season. So if you don't have him, my advice would be to get him in wherever you can, pretty much. Um, I ended on 58. Um, I was projected for a drop of about a million midway through the game week. Softened that to about a drop of 150k down to 600. Um, just, yeah, 602,000. So from where I was, not a bad game week. On the whole scheme of things, I would have liked to have done a little bit but, better. But you did, did come fourth out of the four of us, right? Uh, that'll be the only that'll be the only time that happens all year. <laughs> Trust me on that. We'll we'll see what happens in there. Well, who's on your bench, by the way? Because obviously you've got five at the back. I'm not too sure how many managers do play. Obviously the five at the back in there, you know, especially with your points that you got this week. But who, who would usually play? Is usually Reed or uh, Angisa? Is that oh, who you my- usually have in the midfield, or are you happy with the five? My preferred is the five, but if there's a bad fixture somewhere, I would like to go with the Fulham connection. Um, I, 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 Fulham are breaking my heart at the minute because obviously I've got Harrison Reed on the bench there, um, who was a, a great player, one of my favourite players during his time at Blackburn, obviously being a Blackburn fan. But they've gone and signed Tosin Adarabayo, who I won't be bringing in. He's 4.5, a defender from Fulham, who was brilliant for us last season in the Championship. And obviously with Tom Kearney as well. So it's a, it's a bit annoying that I've got to go with a Fulham, team on, on, a Fulham theme on my bench. But I've got um, Anguissa on my bench who would usually come on or read. But um, yeah, a bit of a Fulham theme there. But I'm happy with the five at the back. Maybe those uh, Championship players are uh, doing you no favours there, mate. Possibly not. Possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> right, good stuff. Um, just on to... The, uh, the chips played this week, the, the stats in the mini-league. As I said, I was the only one to uh, to captain Danny Ings. 10 in the top 20 went with Mohamed Salas. They fired there. There was a duo that went with Raheem Sterling. Another two that went with James Rodriguez. One Ings, Vardy, Calvert-Lewin, Mares, 
De Bruyne and Son. Whoever captained Son, very well played. No one captained um, Jack Grealish or dismay, Jack, but you must be happy that he, uh, he fired for you. 24 points, absolutely monumental display. Yeah, re- obviously really happy with obviously how uh, Grealish went and I think everyone was obviously shocked by it. I mean, as a captain, it's, um, it's a bit of a, a risky one, right? I'm not. I'm a, I'm a, I would have been a bit wary of um, of doing that and taking that risk. And you know, KDB would have thought performed Sterling, even Calvert Lewin. I was thinking about, but Grealish never really sprung to mind. But fill me, the top I mean, guy in the world actually, tripl- didn't he? he? He he put the triple captain on him, and he got like 160 points because Grealish alone got him like 72. So I don't know what wow. he's on, but he triple captain Jack Grealish when they had Liverpool at home. So well, we're it? asking him what the lottery numbers are because that is. <laughs> Like, like how, how do you do that? Like, how does that work? Where does that even come from? Exactly. Where does that even come from? He must have known something that we didn't like. You said, mate. I just remember, like a few years back as well. I think it was Carl Walker Peters who was going to play for Spurs, like one game, and it was it was his debut, I think. And someone triple captain him, and he got three assists or something. I think that was one or two seasons back now. Just mental, wow. mental, mental. It's crazy what some managers triple captain. You go through them each week and you see how in the world has he gone triple captain that? I think I saw on Twitter was a few hundred people who triple captained Ollie Watkins. Seriously. <laughs> and and that, that pays off for you. Liverpool at home, you triple captain Ollie Watkins and it works. Fool me. Um, and now we move on to uh, who really should be the cream of the crop and he's firing off in, uh, on our podcast anyway. It's Matt with the Guru section. Fire away, mate. So we're going to go through the team of the season so far. We're going to do something a little different with it being an international uh, break coming up. So obviously we'd normally go through the team of the week within the 100 million budget. But this is the uh, team of the season so far. Highest point scorers per position. And I've done it as a uh, as a full squad. So we'll start with the goalkeepers. And we've got Darlo from Newcastle and Martinez from Villa. And then as our defence, we've got Roman Size from Wolves. Cresswell from West Ham, who actually got the majority of his points in this previous game week with two assists and a clean sheet. At the back, we've got Castagna from Leicester, who's performed in every single game week up to this weekend so far. We've got Mings and Konza from Aston Villa, which gives us three Aston Villa defenders in there with Martinez, Mings and Konza, which is a bit of a surprise because Villa have only played uh, two game week, uh, three game weeks out of the four so far. And if we go into the midfield, Son, Salah, James Rodriguez. I'd say with Son and Salah, they're two that we'd expect to see so far. Rodriguez started life in the Premier League a lot better than what some some may have imagined. Got Jared Bowen in there from West Ham, who's definitely a bit of a surprise. And then Jack Grealish, who we spoke about again earlier on, with his monster score of 24 points on the weekend. Two goals and three assists, which is unheard of against a side like Liverpool. And then up front, we round it up with Harry Kane, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's just taken the Premier League by storm this season, and Jamie Vardy's in there to round up the forward line. We did uh, have Callum Wilson on the same amount of points as Vardy, but Vardy did just slightly edge him in terms of his form. Um, and there we go with our total best uh, teams, sorry, best players so far. There's a lot of claret in blue in that defence, Matt, being with, uh, obviously, we've got Martinez in net. Cresswell from West Ham, Mings and Conser also from Villa. Does that surprise you knowing the, um, obviously the stature of the teams there and obviously their known defences previously, especially with Villa and West Ham both nearly going down last season? Yeah, look, I'm very surprised with Aston Villa. Um, you know, Conser and Mings, they had the two uh, game weeks with clean sheets. 
playing against Sheffield United, who haven't scored, other than the Arsenal game this weekend, they hadn't scored for about five or six games previously. Um, so, you know, they had that game and they had the Fulham game, who Fulham are obviously struggling. So they got their clean sheets there. Um, and then even coming out of the Liverpool game, only conceding the two goals, they were still able to you know, get a couple of points out of that. So I'm very surprised because they've got a game in hand over everyone. And then with Cresswell, you know, talking about West Ham struggling last season, he just was brilliant on the weekend against Leicester with those two, two assists and a clean sheet. So, yeah, very, very surprised to see those three in there. Um, you know, Roman size, someone like him, you know, Wolves are a bit more established and they're, they're known to keep the odd clean sheet. But, you know, Cresswell, Mings and Concert did not expect them to be in there after four weeks. I think on that, um, obviously having two centre-halves in there as well, is that quite a bit of a shock you know, for, for a team of the season candidates? Obviously having centre-backs, I mean, we usually talk about Van Dijk, but having like people like Mings and Concert in there and early shouts, it's obviously a bit of a surprise, right? Yeah, that's a huge surprise because when we think of defence, we think of Alexander-Arnold and uh, Robertson from Liverpool. So we always think of the fullbacks. You know, last season we thought about Matt Doherty at Wolves as well. So we're always thinking about the fullbacks. We've also got Cresswell in there, Castagna from Leicester, who's you know started life in the Premier League really, really well. But you know, your Mings and your Conters, two centre backs to be hitting the points that they have so far. You know, I'm, I'm very surprised. But you know, will they be there? By uh, game week 38 team of the season, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, very impressive in the uh, the first uh, four games. Moving on to the international fixtures now and the players that, that you think in FPL that might be playing in those games and the ramification that that has on the Merseyside derby early on Saturday. Matt, could you uh, elaborate on what that could mean for FPL? Yeah, look, if we, uh, if we look at the South American qualifiers... Actually, a number of uh, South Americans in the Premier League that are going to be going away, you know, flying halfway across the world to play for their respective countries. So, you know, if we look at, I'd say perhaps the most important of these is James Rodriguez. You know, he, he's had a great season so far, as we just showed. He's in the team of the season to date in terms of points. And uh, they've got a fixture against Chile. Uh, so Colombia played Chile in the early hours of, I think it's Wednesday morning on October the 14th. So, you know, that's only two days before the early kickoff in the Merseyside derby between Everton and Liverpool. So Rodriguez is going to have to, you know, play for Colombia on Wednesday morning, get himself back to, you know, to Merseyside by kickoff on, on Saturday. So he might only get back on, on the Thursday, uh, maybe even like the Friday morning UK time, depending on the um, the time differences between the two, you know, and then he's got to get himself to, to the derby on Saturday, probably without any training sessions. Um, you know, you've also got the likes of Firmino, who's going to be going to, to play for Brazil, uh, Richarlison as well. So there's a lot of uh, air miles in those guys. You know, and then with, with Columbia as well, you've got Yerry Mina um, playing for Everton for the Merseyside derby. So there's going to be a lot of travel for those guys. You know, some other South Americans we've mentioned just before in, in the uh, team of the season so far. Martinez has been picked for the Argentina squad. So... Aston Villa goalkeeper. There's Douglas Louise. He's going to be playing for Brazil. So, you know, all of these guys are going to have a lot of air miles in their legs. Davison Sanchez, you know, a Colombian for, for Tottenham, if he gets the shout to play against West Ham. So, yeah, there's a lot of lot of travel for the South American guys for sure. And they're just moving across from South America to Europe now. Obviously, you see a lot of English assets that are doing really well to start their season. They've got three games over the international break. They've got Wales. Belgium and Denmark. Do you see any English assets being hampered by this international break? 
But I am I'm a bit worried, uh, you know, from especially from a Tottenham point of view with Harry Kane. You know, he's had his uh, his injury problems in the past, and there's a bit of back and forth between Gareth Southgate and Mourinho about Kane's playing time. And you know, Kane at the moment, as we saw, he's you know he's in the top scoring uh, FPL strikers at the moment, and I think he's he's fixture proof. He can do it in any game. He's a bit of a must-have for me in fantasy league at the moment. And with England having you know, games against Wales, which is albeit friendly. Um, but then you've got the Nations League games against Belgium and Denmark. You know, it's a case of what Southgate going to do. Like, is he going to play him for half a game against Wales and then the two full games, Belgium and Denmark? You know, Belgium and Denmark games are in the same week as well. So, you know, that does worry me. And it would probably worry me um, if I owned him and, you know, and then he does pick up a knock because, you know, he's, he's a very big asset to have and he's someone that you'd, you'd probably want to captain. So Harry Kane worries me. But then on the flip side, we've got... You know, another top scorer, point scorer this season, Calvert-Lewin, who's, you know, got his call up and I'm hoping he might be able to push Harry Kane and, uh, you know, take some of the minutes off him and, and, you know, give Harry Kane a little bit of a rest. Um, albeit, I like to see England win the games, but, um, you know, I don't want to see Harry Kane get an injury as well. But just to, to mention as well um, that I that I, uh, that I I missed, a couple to, uh, to look out for that aren't playing international fixtures would be... Uh, Mo Salah and uh, and Son, they both uh, aren't going to be travelling with their countries because there's no games for Egypt or South Korea. So if you own either one of those two or both, you know, definitely uh, keep hold of them. And I think they'll be uh, be captain potential in game week five. It's here, obviously, if they're not travelling with their countries, a decent rest up and they might be right for the next game week after the international break. So now we move on to the guest section and now we have one of the best Australian centurion since um, the great man Donald Bradman himself. He's flying the FPL flag in Poland over there as an Aussie. He's a Chelsea fan. It's Josh. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good, guys. Obviously, you were absolutely flying this week. Just explain how you got on. Um, to be honest, a bit of luck. Um, you know, um, in the defence side of things, got a couple of clean sheets, so... Um, I think I made up a few points there. And, um, yeah, I was happy to see Salah get a couple of goals in the, the route by Aston Villa. So that sort of bumped up my score a little bit. And, um, yeah, and I took a bit of a punt on Bowen on the right wing, um, getting a goal in the last part of the match. So, yeah, a bit of luck in all in all. But, um, yeah, the big guys came through in the end, the, the players that I've been counting on for a few weeks. So, that's good stuff. But how many years have you been playing FPL? Um, to be honest, in FPL years, I'm a bit of a noob. Um, probably two years. Uh, I played, I think my last season was in Australia. Doing much better this season. I think it's because I'm closer to the Premier League than uh, I was there. So I'm watching a lot more games and um, the news is a lot easier to access. So I'm allowed to wa- I'm able to watch, obviously, more games and follow the players a bit more. But um, yeah, yeah. I think obviously on that on that one, um, Josh. Like, I feel I'm a bit of a disadvantage because I'm in Australia, right? You're in, you're in Poland. You're a bit close to the action. <laughs> Just getting the excuses in here early for my my performances. But obviously, yeah, you're you're, you're close to the action. Uh, can you just give us a bit of an insight into watching a lot of the games? Are you, are you analysing them closely? Obviously, you've alluded to that slightly. Yeah, already. like. Um... I'm not sure if the wife is too happy about it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure over the weekend I watched every game. So, um, yeah, the last two weeks anyway, I, I've been watching every single Premier League game. I think I'm doing that deliberately to sort of get a 
gauge on how the players are sort of gelling with the teams and um, sort of trying to understand how the teams are going to play this season. So obviously there's going to be games that I miss. So, yeah, I'm taking advantage of that. And, um, yeah, I'm only in Poland temporarily at the moment, so I'm trying to watch as many games as I can before I, I leave because I won't be in the same time zone for much longer. So it's Matt here. Um, I've got a uh, looking at your teammate. It's um, it's pretty handy. You've got you know Hammers, Havertz, Harry Kane. So just make me ask you, uh, what made you play your uh, free hit early, and do you think that's going to cost you later on down in down the track in the season? Yeah, it was a it was a tough decision actually. I, I knew I had a like obviously I've still got my wild card, and I'm planning to uh, save that for a while. Um, but me, yeah, my free hit sort of the second week hit me pretty hard because uh, the first match of the, the season, um, I took a punt and I was pretty successful. And then the second second round, um, there was a lot of clashes um, with the players that I had. And, um, yeah, either way, I was going to lose points or, you know, I could field a temporary team and sort of get, you know, a certain score and be okay with that. So, like, it was going to happen one week this season and I chose to do it early on. Um, for me, it, I, I don't think it's affected. It's going to affect me too much. But uh... that's, that's, that's interesting. I just had a look as well. And you, you made uh, three transfers this week as well. So what were those uh, What were those three transfers you made this week? Because it looks like you lost, took an eight-point hit and, you know, it's paid off with yeah. 100 points. So Yeah, I, I took... Yeah, well, actually, um, surprisingly, I had Son in my team and then I took him out because, you know, like Mourinho wasn't very clear on whether Son was going to play or not. And, uh, yeah, it turns out he was. Um, so, yeah, I would have... But I ended up replacing Son with Rodriguez. So, oh, perfect. yeah, ended up being okay. And my right winger, I actually... I've had Declan Rice in there since week one. He's a cheap midfielder and, um, you know... I wasn't really like he's not as a bigger contributor going forward as Bowen was. Um, so I took a punt on Bowen and um, yeah, it paid off. And uh, I brought Tielemans in. Um, I think that's a temporary fix. Um, I'm still not 100% happy on my midfield. Um, I'd say if I was going to change my midfield at this point, I'd probably be Tielemans. Um, yeah, and then I think I'd be pretty happy with that. And um, probably my defense. Alexander Arnold's probably the one that's looking to to be um, swapped out. Interesting. That's awesome. So uh, obviously, Josh, the deadline day has just passed. You obviously, you said that you, it's a lot easier to follow the content over there. Obviously, Chelsea as well have made quite a few signings. You look at likes of Chilwell. You look at Thiago Silva, Havertz, Werner. Um, one, do you think the side that will really impact the side this season? And two, are you happy with the transfer business? Yeah, look, um, I'll answer number two first. I'm pretty happy with the transfer business. Um, like, it's been, you know, considering the fact that we couldn't sign players for a season. Um, but in terms of um, the team, the signings themselves and how they're going to perform, I'm not 100% certain. I think, like, you see, you can see glimpses of these players doing things and bits and, you know, they're going to be great players for the club, but it's just a matter of whether it's going to be this season or next season. Um, it's going to take time to gel. Um, if, like, if I was to pick one player, which, you know, 
a lot of people might not agree with me, that's going to do really well this season. It's probably Ben Chilwell because it's a natural fit at that left-back position and, um, you know, he's English. So, you know, the coming into an English side, it's going to be easy for him to adapt. You know, with Werner and Havertz, um, you know, I, it was good to have it, get Havertz a hat-trick in the, the, the Carabao Cup. Werner just needs a goal, I think. Like, I think he just needs to kick off his season with a goal and he'll be away. And, um, yeah, it was good to see Mendy get him the, the, the clean sheet, but it'll be interesting to see how much he competes with um, Kepa. I'm not 100% certain yet. I haven't seen enough of him. Obviously, so that being interesting with Chilwell moving, you know, into an English side, I saw a stat. It was like four of the back four, including Mendy, obviously, all spoke French and Chilwell was the only one that didn't. And as soon as the commentator referenced it, they, he scored straight away, so he shut them straight up. But it's mental just how yeah. they have an all-French back four and Chilwell just answers them with a goal. Yeah, well, that, well, there's reports also that Chilwell spoke French in school. So, like, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that it's just a matter of, like, how much he could understand. And, like, you know, these are professional players. I don't have any problem with that. Like... In the, the news reports make it worse than it sounds. I'd say that Chilwell had no problem communicating with his back four. I've actually heard Thiago Silva speak English. So, like, I, I, I don't think the communication is the problem with these guys. I think it's the, the understanding of how each player plays, and I think that'll come. Josh, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast, obviously flying with a 100-point score. Hopefully it continues for, uh, for all throughout the season. Take care in Poland, and hopefully, if you're still at the top, we can have you back on the podcast. Take care. Cheers, guys. Thanks again. So now moving on to the draft section of the podcast. Now, there's some very, very interesting games here. The third one down in that results is one that Elliot's absolutely buzzing with. What a shocking week he's had. Maybe, uh, I think Steve Bruce would have managed better than that, and that's take some doing. But um, first fixture, obviously, the man himself, Jack, we've been ridiculing him. He's had a top, top week. He's had a good win there over David, who again has another solid week. Um, I mean, I had a shocker, but it was great to see Rolando went even worse. I had a nine-point win. 27-18. 27-18. It's getting right. worse, than, worse than Elliot's. So that's a bore. I mean, I got more than Elliot. I, so I wasn't. I wasn't it. lowest. I wasn't lowest. All right. You've got to say Your score and Rolando's score combined would have still lost to mine. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I mean, yeah. to be fair to myself here, I, I know I had a shocking week. You take the three points whenever you can get them. A win's yeah. a win. And to be 100%. fair, Elliot scored lower than me. James scored lower than me. So, I mean, you know what? It was a shocking week, but it was great to see someone do even worse. I, I don't usually take pleasure out of seeing <laughs> someone do really badly, but thank you can for I... saving my blushes, Rolando. Much appreciated. I'm looking at that right. Nathan Peel's got 51 points, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, what? that's unreal itself. We said what? he was we, we said he was like Liverpool away and he's just gone and done an Aston Villa. Unreal, <laughs> he's doubled James' score. What's he doing? The Matt oh, Lads are on fire. James. He's got himself a win and it's shaken up the league table. He's got a 29-point uh, win yet over James, who again has had a shocking week and the result we have to talk about. Elliot, I know you do your three results of the week. You completely forgot about this one. 70-point <laughs> shellacking from Matt there. Really showing why he's a guru. Ollie Watkins firing for him there. Elliot, what's going on, mate? Yeah, look. 
the classic, the classic uh, normal FPL is the more important one, isn't it? So I'd, I'd ah, rather. There we go. Oh, I'd rather win that. Get the violins out. Get out the league. Get the violins out. I don't know what to say about that, to be honest. I think I had the Hayer in goal, which obviously it's, it's never nice when you concede six. I think I've, I've got Trent in there as well. Joel Linton didn't score, which was a big, big surprise for me. You know, he's always <laughs> reliable. You, now, you always expect him to bag. So. That's his form. Yeah, exactly. Tarkovsky, obviously, he's conceded three. Chris Wood didn't score. I think if you look at my bench, I think I have Bulldog on there as well. I think he got an assist, obviously, they conceded. But look, yeah. you look at the injuries on the bench there, you know, it'll get firing at some point. I, you'd call me mental for going with the hair over Allison. I think that did actually change the hair out. Obviously, Allison got ruled out. But when Madison's back full firing, you know, Leicester got a nice run of form. Yeah, I'm going to be a force to. You don't want to be around me, lads. I'm telling you. Hopefully, Richarlison's injury is not too serious, and we can, can get just say, on the high horse. Elliot, you scored 19 points. Sterling yeah. scored nine of them. Yeah, Sterling scored just under half of your points, mate. You're in an yeah. absolute disarray. Wait, we'll just go to the fixtures quickly. Surely, I have you next week, please. <laughs> please, there's the table while we're at it. Jack on top of the league. What is going on? Flying on. Jack is on top of the league. 2020 has really gone mentally. One point clear of Matt on the old goal difference there. I'm chilling in third. Dad's in fourth. The Matt lads are in fourth. He's making a run for it. Above Elliot. He's above me. He's above me. Yep, he's above you. He's above you. He's in the Champions League spots. You're chilling in Europa League. You've done an Arsenal. Absolutely shocking. David in sixth. James in seventh. And it was lucky that I Rolando. He's got 38 points. So I got really, really lucky there. He's propping up the table. Onto the fixtures. Grand reveal. Do I have Elliot? No, I have Matt. Brilliant. That's probably oh, a lot. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Could be an upset. Oh, I can't even say an upset at this point. With draft. You've got to prepare you your know. team for your fixture. So you can only beat what's in front here. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing you, Ollie. Like, I'm, I'm a bit worried because you've, you know. It's, oh, it's... You've already got 27 points. Get the bad week out, my sister. Yeah, but you've got to look at, remember me like last week, I, I got, I got, I got less than, you know, I won my fixture, but I, I got barely anything. And then I've come out this week with 89 points. And that's the thing. Draft draft is so different to classic. My my draft team this week's got more than my points in my classic team. To be fair, you said that I had a bad week this week, and that's true. I said twenty seven this week. You had twenty eight the week before, so it could. It's either going to be a high high scoring one for you know the neutrals get your popcorn out, or it could be a boring score draw. Who knows? You can only beat what's in front of you, mate. Exactly. We'll have to see how that one goes. That'll be my uh, my kind of game, boys. My kind of league. This. (laughs) Enjoying this one. You have to be good at something, so you know. (laughs) Oh, they're flying out, aren't they? Bloody hell! You can't can't get point point hits in uh, in drafts. So (laughs) yeah, you can't do FPL suicides. Don't let me lose with that. Sorted there. So uh, Elliot's got Jack, Rolando, and James, David, and Nathan, and myself. And Matt to round it off. Obviously, we'll go back over these next week because obviously there's an international break. There'll be no games on. But it's just nice to get the banter flying early just to make sure that we're away. But that's the draft section done. And that was a very fun one to go over. So we'll round off the podcast now almost. So we'll we'll go for the uh, manager of the month kind of section here with our performance so far in these four game weeks. Elliot, we'll start with you. Are you having better form than in draft? Surely. Please tell me you are. 
Well, I've, I've, I didn't think I was doing too bad until I've just been ridiculed there. Rightfully so, 19 points isn't good enough. But if we look at Classic, I'm not doing too bad. I'm actually, I think, I'm second in the FPL Addicts League. So hopefully I can stay up and around there. I don't think second's going to be where I finish. I think I'm not going to be first either. I think it could be between 20 to 30 is what I set myself out to do. So hopefully I can do that. Obviously, coming off the back of a 92 point game week haul. I haven't been too bad, been below the average once, I believe. So I'm having a decent year so far. And, you know, as Matt said, it's a long game. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we'll just have to see how that goes. But I think the main one for me was just taking Son out. If I had kept Son in and not gone to Bruno, I probably would have got over 100 points this week, definitely. So, you know, you live and you learn. Hindsight is a beautiful thing, but we'll just, we'll see how it goes. And now, Matt, over to you. I've got the league table up here. You're currently seventh in there. Have you got any regrets that you've had so far this season? And how do you reckon you've started it? Well, I'm happy so far. Like, my performance is, is steady and it's within my strategy. So, like, my strategy is to play, you know, the long game. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be patient and kind of wait and wait for, you know, some of the bigger players to perform. And it paid off this week. Um, so, I'm pretty happy. Like, I... I'm in, normally in fantasy league. I, I normally have one kind of big week at the start, and then you know I start to get stronger as the season goes on. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. In terms of regrets, big regret of mine is not having you know my man Harry Kane. I've had him every single season in fantasy league um, that he's been available, other than probably his breakout season. I didn't have him from the start, but then I I, I got him into my team. You know, and this season I just didn't put him in, and you know, I'm not really sure why to be honest and that's that's a big regret because you know i think he's the one to have this season i think he's back with goals and this now he's got assists too um i'd probably say as well you know i've, I've put a lot into Havertz. you know i thought he was going to hit the ground running he's only got me two assists out of four games and you know not kind of backing hammers rodriguez instead of Havertz. it was kind of do i have Havertz? do i have hammers um you know that type of thing and I kind of, you know, regret is, is not having Hammers, but you know, I've still got got a a couple of returns that I have it. So, you know, I'm happy with with how it's going so far, and you know, seventh seventh's good, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, I can I can hit, hit that top spot before sort of Christmas time. Great to hear. Now, obviously, Jack, we know what your main regret of the season is. We've been over <laughs> that enough. Like, we'll have you exempt from that. Other <laughs> other than that, what do you reckon your biggest regret of the season is, and how have you started the season off? Yeah, I mean, obviously. I got my excuse in the first pod dinner. I, I said it's my first, it's my return after five years after you know giving it up five years ago, and I'm slowly getting myself back into it again. I feel like I stabilised, you know, stabilised the ship this week. You know, getting that uh, 68 points. You know, my biggest regret obviously is the FPL suicide after week one, major panic, trying to save my wild card, but I spent the points instead. Um, aside from them ones, I think um, obviously getting not. I put Kane in first week and then transferred him out after having a go at Mourinho. You know, after, Mar- after that performance against Everton, I was like, that is it. He's done it. He's done it already to Tottenham. So I, I took Kane out and then obviously, as soon as I took him out, he's been he's been firing and he's been assisting, he's been scoring and I've, I've got to find a way to get back him back in and I want Son in there as well. So, I mean, my regret is obviously getting Kane out. Um, aside from that, um, I probably just need to maybe uh, yeah, do a bit more research in the defence. I think that's my, my biggest issue at the minute. So we'll, uh, I'll have a look there as well. I definitely think if Kane keeps assisting and scoring, you know, he's probably considered 
I'd say probably the best player in the league at the minute in terms of yeah. form. You know, you can argue Son, but if he can create and score, I think he'll be one of the must-haves before he gets up to that 11 million point mark because he'll rise every week if he keeps scoring because he'll be like the De Bruyne last year, the Salah yeah. the year before if he can do it all. And, you know, he's in brilliant form at the minute. If he can stay fit, I don't see why he couldn't win Golden Boot this season, to be honest. Yeah, there's no yeah. reason for him not to get in there as well. Obviously, with Bale supporting him coming in there too. Yeah, and he started this season quite cheap. I think he was ten and a half. Yeah. Normally, he sits at around eleven, and I'm pretty sure he's been twelve million before. Um, and then he's obviously had a couple of injury hit seasons, so they've, they've put his price down this year. So um, I wouldn't put it past me if he's worth if he carries on this form, he'll be worth over twelve million by the end of the season in, in fantasy league for sure. He's definitely had a stunning start to the year. Now, over to me. I think I'm the only one out of us here to go over the average every single week, but I'm languishing in some terms to others. I'm 18th in the league right now, toasting and turning. There we go. The highlighted team there. Um, my biggest regret at the minute, other than getting a on last week, is completely undervaluing Everton assets. I, I always have a rule in FPL to never go with new transfers in. So that's why I didn't go with Werner and Havertz, which, I wor- which worked out. It also means I missed out on Hammers Rodriguez, who started the season on absolute fire. Um, if I had my time again, I'd go and take Hammers in. Um, also, people like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Luca Dean have been really, really good for Everton this season. So I've completely missed out on all the Everton goldmine that a lot of people have struck there. So I'm really frustrated. Obviously, as I've said, Son, as we've said, I got rid of him last week when I didn't think he was going to play. That cost me dearly. And if it wasn't for that, I'd be you know, pushing the top 10 there. I'm only seven points off the top 10, as you can see on the graphic here. And I'm, you know, only I'd, only a few off the top of the league there as well. So I'm not too far wrong, 44 off the top of the league, not too far wrong, but I've just got to improve that little bit more if I want to get pushing, you know, top 10, maybe even top five. But we'll have to wait and see. It's been a great start to the season and that's another brilliant podcast done and dusted and in the books. Lads, cheers for coming on again. And it's obviously a bit disappointing that we've got the international break. We've got the fixtures just coming up here. Um, there's a few fixtures to take note of. Oh, coming up, we've got UEFA and Common Ball Games. So Saturday, 10th of October, I think these are all Australian time. Uh, Spain, Switzerland, Ukraine and Germany on the sun on the Saturday, our time. On the Sunday, we've got Ireland and Wales. We've got Bosnia and Herzegovina against the Netherlands. England and Belgium, so another cracking game in a repeat of the World Cup third place playoff from 2018. Croatia, Sweden, Poland, Italy and France, Portugal is another heavyweight game there. On Tuesday the 13th, Germany playoff against Switzerland, Ukraine and Spain will square off. And on the Wednesday, Italy, Netherlands, England, Denmark, Iceland, Belgium, Croatia and France, Portugal, Sweden and Bulgaria and Wales. Gareth Bale might be back for that game in Bulgaria. And in the Commonwealth, Bowl, we've got Brazil and Bolivia on the Friday and Colombia and Venezuela. So obviously we've looked at people like James and Richarlison. So some of the Everton assets might be in the games there. And on the Tuesday, we've got Brazil and Peru and Chile and Colombia to round off. So a lot of FPL assets will be playing. We'll comment on how they go on the next podcast, which should be released next Thursday. But for now, take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you want to join the league and join the fun, join them with the code WNZJDI. That's WNZJDI. Deadline is fast approaching, 23rd of October at midnight. After that, you will not be able to join the league. So make sure you get involved 